Thanks for listening to our podcast. This episode is made possible by our sponsors, CSU Ramzone, powered by the CSU Bookstore, Ginger and Baker, and Peterson Toyota. This Saturday, October 28th at the homecoming game, help Peterson Toyota kick cancer at their annual tailgate fundraiser through Ram Strength. All proceeds from the tailgate help support their CSU scholarship program for students affected by cancer. The tailgate includes a pig roast, sides, wine, beer, non-alcoholic beverages, and more. The tailgate starts at 2 p.m. for the 5 p.m. kickoff. Get your tickets today at www.ramstrength.org slash 2023-tailgate. As you know, Peterson Toyota is a proud RamNation.com sponsor who has served Fort Collins, Windsor, Loveland, and Tinmouth for more than 50 years. Whatever vehicle you're looking for, Peterson's expert staff will help you find the one that's right for you all at competitive pricing and financing. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, please give Peterson Toyota first shot at your business. Thanks and enjoy the show. Welcome to Ram Nation Radio. I'm Joel Cantalamessa with Mike Rowe. We have a great guest today, Adrian Ross, the mad backer, who's going to be joining us here in a few minutes. Mike and I wanted to talk a little bit. It's going to be mostly Mike uh, talking about the CSU-UNLV game. Very frustrating loss because it looked like we had them on the road and uh, had a chance to put them away. Did not. Lost 25-23. It's the third time this year that we have had a double-digit lead on the road and have blown it. So it stings a little bit. Now sitting at 3-4, and four, you got Air Force this week and Wyoming next week, and uh, those are two tough games, two tough rivalry games. You're staring at another 0-3 if you don't uh, come out and win one of these, 0-3 against your rivalries or your rival games, and uh, and you're sitting at a 3-6 and six record, and you're going to have to win, win three games to close out the season just to get to a bowl. So it's not where we wanted to be, especially considering the opportunities that we've had to win a few of these games this year, including uh, the one Saturday night in Vegas. Uh, I was visiting my daughter and she, her, and at Mizzou, her homecoming uh, weekend was this past weekend and uh, had a great time there, but I had to watch this game on my phone. I did try to go back and rewatch the game. So I'd be a little more versed in everything that happened. It's hard to pay attention, but uh, I didn't have the heart to really dive into it too much. So we're going to rely on Michael today. Um, and uh, you know, Mike, it's uh you can see as you watch every week, it's a it's a program that has improved. You can see the improvement. They're competing to the final whistle. The OL, the offensive line is is vastly better. Although um, apparently we're never going to be great in the run game, but we were not bad uh, running the ball Saturday night. Defense played very well, I thought, for most of the game, but then not at the end when you needed it most. You, you gave up a game losing drive again, just like you did against CU. Um, and we just cannot seem to put games away when building leads. And it's, like I said, the third time we've blown a double digit lead on the road. I think it, the mentality or lack thereof is starting with our coaching staff. I think they sometimes have this not to lose mentality, both offensively and defensively. And in my opinion, that coaching that way has cost us two to three wins this year. So, uh, I, it's, it's really frustrating. It's, it's surprising to see that, especially since we saw it a couple times already this year, and then to see it happen again, when are they going to learn just to, to play to win? So, Mike, what did you think? Uh, you're you're 100 percent right. Um, I mean, you go back to the first game. Jay says it in the Monday press conference. 
you know, I was too conservative. I did. I was afraid of making the big mistake and it cost us the game. You go to the two weeks later against CU up 11 and we, you know, go into the turtle shell on offense. We're, we're afraid to make that mistake. And it, it, it changes your mentality as far as the players, as, as the players are concerned. And we give up that 11 point lead with what seven minutes left, lose that game. Almost identical situation. The next week in, in, in Murfreesboro, we have a double digit lead in the, in the fourth quarter. And it comes down to the last drive, you know, and in, in that game, our defense did make the stop and, and, and we were able to win that game. And then the Utah Tech game comes out and it was almost like, well, I'm just going to throw everything out there. We go empty backfield almost the entire first half. And I'm tired of saying the same freaking thing every week. <laughs> but we go empty backfield, we're passing, we're slinging it, but we have turnovers. We kept that game a lot closer than, than what it really was. Uh, but score-wise, I mean, that was that was a tight game going into the, the middle of the third before we, before we put them away. But the next game, we got a 17-point lead. And, I, I mean, Utah State, that was just kind of a bad game all around on both sides. But <sighs> – Boise for three quarters, conservative. Let's try to establish the run. It's not working. And then like, all right, Braden, here's the keys. Just go nuts, man. And we were able to come back and have that miraculous win. But last week, you you look at our stat line. We had 33 passes. Uh, Braden, Braden had 32. We had that interception uh, that Tory threw. That he's gotta he's gotta see that. And if we're gonna call that play, he's gotta know that he's either gotta take the loss or or you know put his head down and try to get a yard or two instead of just throwing that up and getting a pick. But we had 31 rushes. We had 31 rushes. Avery was had 18 rushes, he averaged 2.7 yards a carry. And I get it. He's one of our better players. We want to try to get him in. It's not working. You know, Van Shields, he had 12 rushes. And his numbers were skewed, skewed because he had that 52-yard gain. But other than that, he didn't have any – he wasn't moving the chains. He wasn't moving the ball forward. And then Braden had a couple of runs. It's just we – it seems like Jay is so worried – about making that mistake to keep a team in or to get a team back into a game that he goes away from what works for us. Our best talent are our receivers, our tight ends, and our quarterback. Get them the ball. You know, let them make plays. Yes, you're going to get mistakes. But when you have this mentality of, of, an air raid offense should not be a 50-50 offense. It shouldn't be. You know, you go back, and and I get it, and I think this is what he's so worried about. You go back to the New Mexico Bowl. We came back because of the air raid that Washington State was using. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't take time off the clock. And we, we started making plays. 
But you know what? If you're going to run it, you need to run it. And this, this, this talk of we're an air raid offense, show it, show it. You know, we weren't, we weren't doing our, our, our crossing routes. Like didn't see that a lot last weekend. It, it just was, it was playing not to lose and it, and it cost us the game. It cost us the game. What is maddening to me is third nine in the red zone. We, we call a basic handoff run up the middle and it's just an example of Jay not wanting to make a mistake, you know? And I think that was, I'm trying to think when that happened, if that was. It was in the second quarter. It was when we had a chance. We we should have had at least 17 points in the second quarter as opposed to 13 with yep. a field goal with two field goals and a touchdown. So he's thinking on a third and long in the red zone. Let's not make a mistake here and let's just play it safe and play for a field goal, which he did. And I think it, it makes you wonder because later in the game and that was a third quarter, he throws the he calls the the screen pass to Tory double pass where Tory throws downfield. And I actually don't mind the call. Like we've seen that we've seen some of those calls work this year. Tory's proven he can pass. He made a really good pass against you, obviously, that gave us a touchdown. The safety didn't get fold on the play, came over and made the pick. It was just a good play. Um, I, I don't mind the call, but I think when something like that happens, Jay's like, something goes off in Jay's mind, red flag, red flag. We, we can't let that stuff like that happen again. And he goes into this turtle mode. And um, and it's just this conservative, conservative play calling the rest of the game. And I don't know. And, and, and until it's desperation time in the last minute, when you're all of a sudden giving up the lead and you need a quick touchdown, then he opens it up again. So but then I, you go back to that, that drive with, with the, with the field goal for us to take the lead. He opens the playbook, opens the playbook. And we get in a position where he's playing for the 55 yard field goal. He's not trying yeah. to get further. And I'm like, why are, cause I think we ran it on second and third down. And I'm like, why? Like, go down the field. You you, you have the confidence in him to make this field goal right here. Why not try to get 20 yards down the field, 15 yards down the field, help 10 yards down the field, and take time off the clock as opposed to running it up the gut two more times that give us a half a yard and does nothing to take off. We get a first down on that drive. They don't have 44 seconds to try to win the game. And then the squib kick. Name one squib kick we have ever had that has worked. I don't understand it because we kick the ball out of the end zone fairly frequently. And even if you don't, I mean, the special teams has been solid all year. You just got to play. That's another example of playing, playing the scared ball. Like, let's just avoid this you know, once in a freaking every once a year kind of thing where you give up a kickoff return for a touchdown, you know, and then they squib it and they give them the ball great field position when all you, maybe if you needed a touchdown, you know, but you, they only needed a field goal. And uh, so I just, I hated that. You, you you give them an advantage there, but I, Mike, what, what the hell is going on with our defense? So uh, someone posted this and I, I guess I hadn't paid that close of attention, but we're ranked 129th out of 130 in total defense. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's amazing to me, especially going into this year that we, we all thought this is going to be one of the best defenses we've seen at CSU in a long time. 
coaching staff talked about how good we were and we're deep and we got, uh, and we do have a really good defensive line, right? And we were supposed to have this really good secondary. I think Chiggy Anusium is, is a great player. I think he's still, he's having a good year, but he's not, I mean, there's, there's a lot of holes. I mean, with the, there, you have the, there was a few heralded guys, you know, f- from our secondary Chiggy, one of them, Henry Blackburn, Jack Howell, and he had some key transfers that are supposed to give you um, to fill in right away. Dom Jones, Ron Harge. Um, I, I, our defense should be so much better than it is. Um, I, I don't know. The secondary has not lived up to its billing as a unit. Linebackers, I don't think either. And I, I don't know if it's, you know, a four, two, five, do you need more dynamic linebackers? Maybe I don't know, but we, when the game is on the line, I hate our defense being out there because it, we don't it, come up with the, the single play to, to get them off the field, to force a turnover in crunch time. And, and I, I'm Kevin brought it up. How Kevin Lytle, this defense. Yeah. Kevin Lytle brought us up. Our defense is, is almost an all or nothing thing. We either have to get the sack or, or get the turnover, which I think we won the turnover battle on on Saturday. Um, but it's it's we either make the big play or we give up the big play. There's there's no consistency in between. And again, it, it's we we get in a tight game. It's like our defense doesn't want to make a mistake. And so, so they start playing back in, again, CU, Middle Tennessee State, freaking last week, big chunks, of, uh, big chunks, big chunks, big chunks. And us being so afraid of making that big play, we give up the big play, other team wins. Well, I've, I've heard I've heard Jay Norvell talk about this in his press conferences that sometimes on D, our guys, rather than staying – keeping their their guy in front of them and just making a play they go for the interception or go to bat the ball down and they miss and then it turns into a big play i mean case in point how about that play on the last play of the half when uh i believe i think it was jack Howe who came in from like 10 yards behind the the receiver and tried dove and it would have been a kick-ass play if he made it but he went to dive in front of the the receiver and swat the ball down he missed guy catches it next thing you know he's motoring he's getting down to the two yard line and we barely get the guy before he scores and i was like oh my god but that's just an example like know the situation if he catches it there fine you don't need to dive and make a spectacular swat there just let him catch and tackle him on the 15 yard line so um yeah i I don't know man it's frustrating because they did they, they were swarming just like they were against CU, swarming, gang tackling, making big plays, getting off the field on third down. And then whatever the hell happens when you really need a stop, we just, the teams march. And um, I know that, yep. uh, I know that offenses are hard to stop, you know, in this day and age, but our, our, our defense right now is, is a source of frustration for me. And um, it's, yeah. Crazy. You know, not coming up big when we really needed them in a couple games. So we, we could very easily be, I don't know, have two more wins. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And why, mean, why does why does every single screen of ours get absolutely destroyed? <laughs> I mean, does that, is that, have you noticed that? I mean, good. Yes. Me. It just, it, uh, I know, uh, going back to the Utah State game, God, is every screen they ran, they broke it down for like 
20, 30, 40, yeah. 50 yards. Every screen we did, two-yard loss. And, and Tori gets, gets blown up. Every time they do it to yeah. Tori, I'm like, please don't break, blow out his knee or I, something. They're, they're killing him. I don't know if – God, I don't know if our our receivers aren't blocking. They're, they're, they're not – good blockers to get down down in front of them to to make that make that contact to get the dbs out of the way so they can slip slip through or yeah. I, I mean i don't know i don't know but it was it, it, it's frustrating and it was frustrating being in the building uh that day it just it just it we we shouldn't have been in that situation that should have been a game that we put away much sooner and and you know, I, I had been told earlier that day that they were going to flex Saturday's game to later to put it on on uh, one of the, in the networks, uh, either CBS or, or Fox. And then we lost. And so we're playing at five o'clock on CBS Sports. That's fine with me. But God, what just wasted opportunity. That's the total waste of opportunity. Anyway, I know we want to get to Adrian here in a minute, but uh, I wanted to hear what I hadn't, I've not been to Allegiant yet. And I know you don't love Vegas as a whole, uh, or so you say, but how was, uh, what, what's it like seeing a UNLV game at Allegiant stadium uh, and the atmosphere there and, and, and fans only in like the lower bowl, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'll say, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, I don't know guy if you guys know this, I have season tickets to the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> A little inside, but a little inside. that stadium was amazing. Amazing. We ended up, we got club level seats on StubHub for cheap as heck. And their club levels, like the mid is, is first level. And it's, it's like mid, you just, the difference in their club is you have access to, to different bars and stuff. And we sat front row right behind our, right behind our bench. And the stadium is amazing, amazing. And it makes me extremely jealous going there, going to, to U.S. Bank in, in Minnesota, that the Broncos don't have don't have an indoor stadium and it's not as nice as, as that. As far as the atmosphere, it's – they announced 22,000. I wouldn't say that there was, there was that, maybe 17. Um, it, it's just – there wasn't there wasn't an atmosphere. It was their homecoming. You wouldn't have known it was it was anything other than a you know a game between two Mountain West teams. It, there was no big deal. There wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It's just is is very sterile for a for an NCAA game and for for CSU to be there. Yeah. Um, Stadium wise, though, I mean it's it's amazing. And their fans, I'll say this: their fans were awesome. I had so much fun. I mean, we were just joking back and forth. Like when they when they took the lead with like four minutes left or whatever, they're like, ah, I'll run their mouths whenever we took the lead. I'm saying the same thing. And they're just like, ah. Uh, <laughs> and, and then when they win, they're like, ah. But they all are like giving me dap. Like their their fans were cool. I, I, I had a lot of fun other than us losing. Well, yeah, that was a that was a kick in the balls, but uh, I'm sure it was a good time being there. Um, so, Air Force next. Do you have any hope that the Rams can uh, can win this game? You know, I watched I watched that that game last week against Navy. We were at 
we were at Blondie's sports bar and it was on. That was one of the games that we that we were paying attention to. I well, I'm not impressed with him. I didn't think they were a good team. Um, or I shouldn't say this. I didn't think that I don't think that they're a great team. I have seen better Air Force teams come into Fort Collins or or heading down us heading down there. Um Navy's not a good team and and that and obviously the the commander in chief trophy's a, a little bit different ball game. But I wasn't impressed. I think if if we play disciplined defense and and we stay in our lanes and I don't know. Anything can happen. All you look at last that we don't normally we, we do. weren't good last year. We weren't good last year and they won 10 games. That was it. That was a one score game. When we went down there and freaking 30 below and Clay's our quarterback and he was running for his life and making yards and we were making plays. We were making plays on defense. That that was a tight game last year. Um, I think we're a better team this year. I don't think they're as good of a team as they were last year, even though their record shows it and their their ranking is. I don't think they are. So we'll see. That said, they'll probably beat us by 50 because I because I, I have a little bit of confidence uh about Saturday, but we'll I think, see. I think I think what we have going for us is Jay knows the premium that there's going to be on possessions. And you can't go three and out like we do every time we have the ball first in a game. I think we've gone three and out like every freaking first first possession. Uh, but if you play, cons- you, there's no there's no time to play conservative in this game. You cannot have these brief three and out drives and let Air Force chew up go go on and chew up eight minutes of clock. He already said Jay Jernigan said it in his press conference. He thinks we'll get the ball eight times. He thinks we'll have eight possessions in this game. That's a very few amount of times in a game to have eight possessions. Um, and if you score on maybe field goals on half of them and score touchdowns on the other, is that going to be enough? Are we going to be able to sh- shut Air Force's option down? I just don't trust that because uh, I, I haven't seen us very good against the run. I, I thought we were good against UNLV uh, for most of that game against the run. That was the first time I've really seen us play like that. But uh, at the end of the day, they didn't come up with the necessary stops. And uh, I, I, I'm skeptical just because, one, our history against this team um, in recent years is not good. Two, all the other reasons that we just talked about, because we just do not – there's too many empty possessions for us, and empty possessions against this this team is going to kill us. They will eat up the clock, and uh, and the game will be over very quickly. So on a good note, games at five should be over by eight be home by 10 30 <laughs> but uh but I, I don't know I'm, I'm always hopeful i'm always optimistic so I, I i hope that there is a uh i hope there's a recipe where we just pull out our best defensive game and and jay airs it out and and the guys execute because it takes execution too it's not all in the coaches but we we need something now to kind of bring us back from the depths which has been a seesaw of a of a season one good week that everyone's really high and then the next week you just like fire everybody <laughs> It's just, it's been a crazy year that way, but um, I mean, it is it is nuts. There, you could logically look at our our schedule, what we've done through these first seven games, and see us as a six and one team. You could also see us as a one and six team. You know, so yeah. Again, it's 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 a program learning how to win. It's players that haven't been in a program that have one um 
I mean, you even look at the Nevada guys coming in, they they underachieved that last year when that when everyone was was that's supposed to be the year that they win the Mountain West and and man, they didn't. So yeah. it God it sucks. Well, it'll be um it'll be cool to honor the Hall of Fame class that's going in, uh, highlighted by our guy Adrian Ross, who'll be joining us in just a minute. The other eight, so there's nine members going in. It's McKenna Barnes from uh, the volleyball squad, 2004-2008. Trevor Brown from men's track and field. Carrie Farrell from softball. Kaya Hicks, uh, women's track and field. we got our boy Milt Palacio, who we're hoping to have on the podcast here in the next couple weeks. He played for the men's basketball team, 96-99. to Eric Pears, another great offensive lineman in football. Uh, Megan Plord in volleyball, and then Western Richburg, probably the best center we've ever had. 2010 and 2013 had a great career in the NFL. Have, man, have you seen him around? He's been in some of our games recently. He's like slimmed down. He's like, yep. he just doesn't look the same. It's crazy. But uh, he made a big donation to CSU in the last few years. And then, of course, Adrian Ross had a great career at CSU. Um, we asked him a bunch of stories and a bunch of his memories. Uh, Mike, any favorite memories of Adrian for you? <laughs> Him, him and Bo Morgan. I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's got to be everybody's favorite memory. Yeah, that was, that was great. And just part of that 96 comeback game uh, when we were down 41 14 in the freezing cold down at the academy. And uh game that we took the lead back in the final seconds. And uh, it was culminated with the Bo Morgan pick and, and him getting a little skirmish with Adrian Ross, which we'll ask him <laughs> about. It's so great. All right. Let me pause super quick and tell you about Ginger and Baker. They've got two great restaurants, The Cash, featuring great wines, bourbon, steaks, and chops, and The Cafe, which has all my comfort food favorites. By the way, The Cash right now has got some great fall cocktails. The Island Manhattan, 10 Miles to Jalisco, and The Harvest Perita. So stop in and try some of those, man. Great stuff. Of course, you know about the, the event spaces they've got, the market, the bakery, and of course, the teaching kitchen. Great events every month, all month. Always something going on. Check out gingerandbaker.com slash calendar for a full list of cooking classes and other events. This place is amazing, guys. It's decked out in fall and Halloween decor. Go check it out. Support our friend Ginger Graham and treat yourself to world-class experience at our favorite place, Ginger and Baker. All right. Our very special guest today is Adrian Ross, the Mad Backer. Played at CSU from 1994 to 1997. At the beginning of Sonny Lubick's reign of terror, some of the best years, uh, Mike. I know we were there for part of part of Adrian's playing years, but uh, during that stretch, the Rams went thirty six and thirteen. They averaged nine wins a year. Wouldn't that be nice, right about now, to to get nine wins a year? But uh, three conference championships during that stretch: a Holiday Bowl win over Missouri in nineteen ninety seven. Adrian still ranks eighth at the school with thirty two tackles for loss, twenty two and a half sacks. Uh, in his career, ranks fifth all-time for at CSU. And uh, this weekend, he's being inducted into the CSU Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, that'll happen Friday, and then uh, they'll be honored on the field during the CSU Air Force game as the uh, what a, a nine a nine-member class going in. So very very deserving. Adrian, just wanted to uh, congratulate you on that, and uh, appreciate you joining us, buddy. Hey, I appreciate it. Much, much gratitude to y'all. Glad to be back, and thank you for that. I can't wait to this weekend. This well, one won't last three hours. 
Yeah. <laughs> you probably don't remember that one. That was one of the first ones we ever did. And we, I mean, it was so fun because we had what, seven you guys on and, and it was just, we got so entrenched into talking about the good old days and everyone was just, no one kind of wanted to wrap it up. We went for three hours. We're drinking beers <laughs> while we were, it was great. So we won't keep you that long, as Mike said, but uh, we thought you were going to be a perfect guest for this week, obviously, with you being inducted and, um, you know, going into, into the weekend with the CSU Air Force rivalry game. You had some big games against them. Um, but just want to ask you, uh, you know, what what did it mean when you got to call it? You're going into the CSU Hall of Fame. Oh, you know, it was uh, it was it was weird because I had just talked to some guys um I mean, literally like two days before, you know, or so talked to some San Diego guys. And so to get the call, I'm like, oh, like this must be about <laughs> the guy said they were getting ready to meet up, you know, with Joe Parker and and uh, I think uh, Coach Norbell. And so when the call came out, it was really totally unexpected, you know, and I'm like, OK, so what's going on? They're like. Oh, being inducted. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was just so uh, surreal, you know, um, to be able to go in, you know, with, with all the other CSU greats, you know, Becky Hammond and Sean Moran, Brady Smith, it just started making me uh, reflect back to that time, you know, and I just started thinking about that whole path to get there, you know? Well, I mean, it's, uh, you and I are, we're all three of us are around the same age. And uh, you look back at college seems so long ago now, in some ways it seems like just yesterday, but it's gotta be pretty cool to, to know the the mark that you left on the program. And, you know, it was really kind of the heyday of CSU football. We, we haven't been all that great since, but uh, you, you left an impression and, a, and an imprint on the, on the university and the football program. And is that something that you still take pride in knowing that that was kind of, those are the glory days of CSU football. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, just, just always try to leave places better than when I arrived, you know, and I felt that we did a good job there, you know, during that time, didn't, didn't know that we'd still be able to look back at that right now. You know, um, we had some good, good, good runs, you know, and, and then, you know, see the Van Pelts um, who I'll be in there joining and, some of the guys and um, Joel Dreesen, you know, it was always good to kind of play and then to look back and just know that 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 you shared the experience with 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 all the other teams and each team gets gets to write their own story every year. You know, I was fortunate enough to be able to win and go uh, go to three championships and win that last Holiday Bowl and the '94 team, the '95 team, to the '97. They were each different, you know, and in their um, each each different year but but they were all championship teams well you got to play with uh some of the great ones some that are going to be in the hall with you but you played with uh joey porter sean moran brady smith clark Higgins, greg pollard ray jackson creaming or god i mean all these guys in in the same couple of years together kenya greg myers andre strode you look you look back at that era and um, they, I mean, when I look at that, that was definitely the best defense we've ever had, uh, at least since I've been a fan in 91 was my first year of high school and or for, of college. And uh, were you aware of it at the time, how how good you guys were and that there was going to be multiple guys going to the next level? No, no, not 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 at all. You know, get, getting there and, uh, you know, being being Sonny Lubick's first class, you know, me being a walk on, you know, was was this. I had no expectations of 
anything, but just being like, dang, I'm a walk on, you know, so my, my lenses were a little different. You know, I'm, I'm coming from Elk Grove high school um, where Tom Ehlers went to school at um, Terry Nugent went there. So I kind of seen that, okay, there's some guys from Elk Grove, but I was just with those lenses and I want to come in and make the team and get a scholarship, you know, and then I want to do my part. You know, I was traveling with the team my uh, freshman year. Um, and then, you know, about four or five games in, I guess it was going to be decided I was going to redshirt. And I moved on over to the scout team. And I started playing. And I started going I started going against the offense, you know, and I was over there hitting those guys. They hadn't – the other guys that were over there prior to me getting there, they weren't giving the offense a good look, you know. And I was like, hey, like, that's why we're playing against these teams and – you, like we got to come out and give these guys a good look like you guys can't just sit over here and lollygag and I started lighting EJ Watson and Leonis and um you know I, I just saw Pat Pat Meyer I saw him in LA at the um coaching for the Steelers I was out there watching uh, Joey Porter Jr I looked up and I'm like dang there's Pat like talking about a blast from the past you know he was like he was the center there when I was over there and so it was just even just seeing him was just bringing me back to being that freshman and hitting those guys and seeing Urban Meyer go, Hey, uh, 41, like not even knowing my name, just, Hey, just, just keep, just keep kicking their ass. Keep, keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that got me scout, scout team, a defensive player of the year, you know, just stuff like that, that things in warts you don't even know about, you know, I wasn't, I'm not trying to get that. I was just trying to play my part. You know, and then to see the turnaround the next year was great. You just talked about coming in as a walk-on. CSU used to have a, a very good walk-on program. You know, we had Dietrich was one of the regulars at, at linebacker when you when you started. He was a walk-on. Yourself, Clark Hagens, and a little bit later, uh, John Howe, and, and all of you guys, you last three, you know, I mean, you made it from walk-on to playing in the league. Do you think programs today uh, kind of overlook guys or coaches are in a kind of a win now mindset where they don't take that time to, to take a chance on a player like you and teach them to get them to their best abilities? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, you know, and I know the pressure it takes for these coaches to win, you know, and now now with the portal, you know, it's not even just the walk on guys now it's it's guys that they can get scholarships that have, that have scholarships that are hopping in the portal and they're not getting out of there, you know? So it, it's a, it's a whole nother beast now, but um, definitely, you know, because you get guys that, you know, I was kind of one of them. I wasn't, I wasn't grown yet. You know, I hadn't developed into my body. So you're trying to weigh my size, height, weight, and speed off of, you know, me being a kid. Versus, hey, you know, look at his dad and he's going to get here and look at the growth that he's going to have, you know. Um, so that that's that's something I think that's the big part of what what coaches kind of overlook some other talent. It's like not everybody's in that same category. Right. You're not going to go out and get that. This this sub recruit, this high school, 6'2", 225, 230 pound linebacker right now. Right. You know, it's like the 6'2 guy that's 180 might also be there, you know. And so I think just – I think some of the coaches miss miss out on that, definitely. So you, you attended Elk, Elk Grove High School. You were all league, 
all city. Uh, yet you walked on at CSU. You know, what was with the, your recruitment like out of high school across the nation? And, and I think you just kind of alluded to it, but what led you to Fort Collins? Yeah, it's, um, it's funny, you know, like I had, I was, I was real good in terms of like my grades and academics. Um, so I had, a, I actually had an academic scholarship to Colorado State. I wanted to be a veterinarian. So it's, it's really funny. I just thought of this the other day. I was so in tune and I didn't know it until I just literally thought about this two weeks ago. I applied to Texas A&M. They're the Aggies. <laughs> I applied to UC Davis. They're the Aggies. And then here comes Colorado State looking at me that were formerly the Aggies. So I want to go to school to veterinary medicine, and I didn't apply to Colorado State, but Tom Ellers came to Elk Grove, and he saw the film, and he was like, who, who, who is that 44 on the tape? You know, so when he came to home, you know, when he came to my parents' house to talk to me, he was like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want to be a veterinarian. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the number one vet <laughs> school in the program in the nation, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so you know, it was just it was just a match made in heaven, you know, and even 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 more so than I could have ever imagined. And like I said, just even looking back on it now, it it it's just it's just so amazing to see how perfect perfect the uh, relationship was. So you, you were a three-sport athlete at Elk Grove, sectional shot put, shot put champion, which is my sister uh, went to school for, for that. That's all, That was awesome. How important do you think it is for young athletes to, to play multiple sports as opposed to just focusing on specializing on one thing at an early age? I think it's real important, you know, because I think track was a perfect time for me mentally you know like the mental head-to-head -head competition um you know you, you know track is different you don't really have that coach and the group of guys hovering over you so it takes a lot of your individual effort and passion to be able to you know um strive and like achieve greatness you know it's a lot of it's a lot of self-work um, and I think now that that's a big thing in football, you know, it's a lot of it's, it's, it's the team, like we're all going to get up and we're going to work and we're going to work at this time. And we, and then there's a lot of guys that if no one's there to push them, you know, they're not really pushing themselves where they need to go. And that was something for me that I always was able to do. And it helped me to not get out of shape. You know, I was able to just, Go to the next one, and basketball was a little bit different shape than football, but it's better than just coming from nothing, right? And then then I go to track, and then I get ready to go back to football. So I kind of liked um, the different things that it that it like allowed me to do with my body and in shape, and not not just going and just totally totally sitting down and trying to fire it back up. Even in college, you know, I you know I threw shot put and discus at Colorado State as well. So. You're going to be a, a part of a very select group alongside uh, you, Moses, uh, Mike Newell, and the late, great Tony Cesario, you know, uh, as a CSU athlete who, who are going to enter the Hall of Fame three different times, the 94 team, the 97 team, and then as an individual, when you look back, what does that mean to you? 
Oh, that 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 right there means everything, you know. Um, I I didn't even know the '94 team went in until a few days ago. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I missed that one. I received <laughs> my coin for the '97 team. I knew about that one. Um, I didn't, but I just now recently found that the other team went in too. So I'm like, wow, you know, yeah, you said it, you know, to be in the Hall of Fame three times, definitely, you know, I was I was definitely a part of some greatness. Uh, not only that, but, you know, to go in with Milton Apalacio, you know, to um, he was, you know, he was one of the first guys, um, just like how you mentioned, Mike, you know, I played basketball in high school and, you know, I'm thinking, I, you know, I throw track, you know, I throw shot putting discus, I can probably play basketball over here too. So we're playing in the off season and everyone picks up and I guess I'm left guarding Milton and I'm like, whew. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to be able to play. <laughs> I don't think I can play college basketball. I didn't know this court's bigger and this tall guy's a guard. Uh, okay, or I can guard the six seven guy. Yeah, okay. Bas <laughs> basketball days are definitely over. You know, it was just it was a total different level, and you know, but but doing things like that, you know, and actually living it and getting getting to play in the off season with these other greats, um, seeing seeing uh, Becky Hammond and Katie Cronin were in there as well it was just some some amazing time in sports at uh, Colorado State at that time you know softball team volleyball team swimming oh you know track so it's just it's great to you know for me playing two sports in college I have a lot of teammates over there as well that I've that I've seen um that have excelled in the sport and have gone in I, I just I was hanging out with Milt last night at the after the Nuggets game so, oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Yep. All right, uh, one more uh, quick one. Now you played with Greg Myers uh, in '94, '95 at CSU, then again in '98 and '99 with the with the Bengals. Um, was that helpful helpful for you in making that adjustment from college to the NFL? Oh yeah, def definitely. You know, I mean, even even more so. Like the history with Greg and I, he was my host when I came you know, to Colorado state. So, um, it's just, it was weird, you know, just, just like you look at all those type of things that just add up, you know, like coming in, being hosted by Greg, um, with, it was him and a little combination of a uh, Leonis Brown, you know, so I'm looking at Greg and I'm hearing, wait a second, Greg, Greg is as fast as you Leonis. Like y'all, y'all are the same fast speed. Like what, <laughs> you know? And, uh, Leonis is this big, strong running back, and I just knew I needed to hit the weight room. You know, when I'm when I'm coming in, I'm kind of seeing two of the you know the greatest athletes, especially in terms of speed, um, and then just just the conversations with them. You know, um, that really helped me more so at Colorado State than the comfortability of going to the Bengals and having one of our own Rams already be there. You know, that was uh, really good to be in that room and. We got to shine uh, together. You know, I remember um, Dick uh, LeBeau one day in a meeting, he was like, hey, for all you guys, like, he's like, uh, let me see a, hand, a show of hands of how many guys in college had five interceptions. Raise your hand. Keep your hands up. Six. So hands start going down. Seven. Hands start going down. Greg Myers is still sitting there with his hand up, you know, and then everyone else's hands down and they're like, Greg, like how many interceptions you had or whatever, like 16 or something. And they're like, dang. And um, Coach LeBeau goes, hey, I knew there was a reason I drafted you. Let's see <laughs> some of those over here. 
That's awesome. You know, yeah, but, you know, to sit there and Greg, Greg to win that Thorpe, just like you mentioned, Joel, you know, the defenses that we had and the games we had versus Utah and BYU, you know, just, just some made some of the biggest plays, some of the biggest games in CSU history. Hey, did you know, Greg's by game. the way, uh, Greg's son, this makes us all feel old, but his son is uh, just committed to CSU this past week. His son. Oh, Dave. yeah. Yeah. That's so. what's up. Okay. Yep, no doubt. There you go. Hey, I want to ask you, are were you close with Clark Higgins? Oh yeah. That's my boy, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was really sad to hear his passing back in June. And um, you know, it was particularly sad because we had heard and I think we I think we talked a little bit about it off our off the podcast when we had you guys all on, but how for years he was struggling with alcohol and and uh and that's apparently what he had died from was just uh chronic alcohol use um but sounded like a lot of people reached out to try to help him and just could never really break through to him but uh what do you remember about him and uh what was that loss like for you oh man it was it was tough you know it was it was really tough you know clark clark you know like we we were we were bookends you know and um went home with him um at the 95 holiday bowl um, you know, he's been through, he was through a lot of stuff in his life. Um, his father had passed, his brother had passed at that time. So I went home with him from that holiday bowl. And that was like the first Christmas that, that, you know, he was there without his father. I was there. Um, you know, he had lost his sister a couple of years ago. <clears throat> uh, so, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of demons he was, he was, he was dealing with. Um, but, you know, you would never know it, you know, with, with Clark, you know, he was always happy, upbeat. Every time I had a um, celebrity game, when I'd have my Mad Backer uh, charity a celebrity game in Sacramento, Clark Clark would come out and he'd uh, participate in everything. And you know, he was the life of the party. Everyone everyone loved him, and he was always memorable. But you know, at CSU, the um, and, and also at Pittsburgh, just he was that guy that's always available. You know, he was always available, always going one hundred and ten percent. You know, um, just just staying in shape, and you're like, where, where is this coming from? You know, like where where does he get, where is he getting all this from? You know, and uh, I just cherish cherish my my like the days with him and our conversations. You know, and like he asked me, matter of fact, it was a couple of weeks before he passed, and he said, "Big A, what's 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 the greatest thing in life? What's the greatest thing in life?" And I was like, "Well." Clark Hagen's in CSU history. You got the most sacks all time. You're the greatest, you know. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like whatever with that. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, it's just, it's just cool to have fortunate. I was fortunate enough to play with him, you know, and to, and to know him and his family. That's he'll it. definitely be missed, you know. Rest in peace to the homie. For sure, for sure. Do you uh, you still keep in touch with a lot of your former teammates? Oh yeah, definitely. That's 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 been me. I guess that's that's my middle name. I keep I keep us all in touch, and I'm pretty much in touch touch with 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 most of the guys I've you know across the board. You know now sometimes you know others we don't chat as much, but some guys we get it in every every once in a while, like a Kenya and a Kareem and my older heads. You know, but EJ Watson and Paul Turner and Easton Ramson, Dennis Randall, Myron Terry, Joey Porter. Um, you know, Mike, Mike Newell, uh, Eric Olson, he's another one that uh, should be going to the Hall of Fame. 
here soon. Willie Taylor, you know, CSU's tackle leader, you know, Greg Pollard, Darren Hall. Talk, talk to a lot of guys, Mitch Palmer, Garrett Sand. <laughs> I have a ro- I have a Rolodex full of them. Well, let's piss some of them off right now. <laughs> Which team was better, the 94 or the 97 team? Man, you know, um, it's funny because obviously, yeah, like I'm the one that's been on both of the teams. <laughs> and I think that I will say the 97 team, I think that – the teams we played in 94 overall, like the opponents we played, I think overall were better, you know, so to get those wins was much more difficult. Um, but I would say with the roster that we had in 97, I would say it's a better team than the 94 team because on the offensive side, you know, they were, they were transitioning from the run game. And then by then we we had fully had, you know, the weapons for that offense. So I think we, you know, with Darren Hall, the speed and Paul Turner, Jeff Turner, you know, I think we had we were we were way deeper at wide receiver. Um, you know, like we had the linemen, we had Cesario and Newell and Blaine, Sapaia, you know, I think we had we had more guys, more athletic guys. We, you know, I think the other guys were gritty and and like we needed them for the games that we had back then. But, you know, and then on the defensive side, if you actually construct and you put us all in the position that we should be in, you know, like Joey's coming off the bench in 97. You know, so I think that if you enter him into the starting lineup and you put me the linebacker or you leave me an in and you put him in at linebacker, you know, you're you're dealing with a whole totally entirely different, different defense. You know, like we did what we did in 97 with Joey on the bench. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, I appreciate your point of view because I've, <laughs> I've always been a 94 as was a better team guy. I mean, obviously I loved them both and that was with a heyday, but uh, the, the problem with 97 for me was starting off two and two. So we lost it. We lost at CU, right? Lost a big rival at CU. And then we lost, we got, shut out by air force at home. And uh, so it didn't have that like magic to the season. Like 94 had because 94 would we start off seven and oh, with a win over Arizona, the number six ranked team in the country at the time, number one in uh, at preseason at sports illustrated. And, and so that had like the magic feel like, Oh, Holy cow. And then it was our first ever um, whack championship. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously 97 when, when you reel off what nine straight to close the season, you win the WAC championship. Uh, and when we actually had a WAC championship game in Vegas, and then you go beat a, a Big Twelve team, uh, uh, Missouri, in the Holiday Bowl. So that was pretty special too, obviously. But we're, we're kind of splitting hairs here on which was a better team. But uh, well, I think ninety four is always going to have that special spot in my heart. That's a, that's a great point, valid. And then the other thing that pissed me off in ninety seven was I don't I feel that we were greater than playing playing Missouri we couldn't move up right it was like that was going to be a lose-lose for us because we're playing a team that should that got ranked for losing to Nebraska right so they popped up there for that and then we happened to lose late to Air Force so then you know the ranking wise we were a much better team than to play in the Holiday Bowl 
we should, I thought Dakota should have fought. We should have been in like the Cotton Bowl or another higher team. Then if we would have went and beat a more higher ranked team, then we wouldn't be sitting there because we won and nothing really happened with our ranking. Right. And so that was, that, that was a big difference. You know, um, I think you're talking more about coaching than actually the teams being better. Hmm. Well, coaching, coaching plays a part. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, well, good stuff, man. Um, lo- I love looking back at those teams. Hey, just want to ask. So for you, nothing, nothing came easy, right? You walk on at CSU, you weren't even drafted by the NFL. You were, you were a, um, you're an undrafted free agent in 1998. You lasted six years in the league. So it's just something you just thrive on proving people wrong and just give me an opportunity and then, and then prove your worth. Yeah. I mean, like when I did it out of high school, you know, I think that it made it real easy to kind of know, cause I kind of basically did it at Colorado state. You know, I know the status of coming in, it's a status thing. You know, the difference is up in the NFL, you know, it's a, the status is the money, <laughs> you know, and so, um, you know, I was about winning. So I liked, um, you know, sacrificing for the team. I felt that, you know, me playing defensive end was uh, when I was asked, um, you know, my what redshirt sophomore year, when I was asked or my redshirt freshman year, I was asked to move to DN. I, you know, I moved for the team and then I kind of was, you know, semi forced to stay there. And it was great. You know, obviously I'm going into the Hall of Fame and I learned some pass rush skills that I was able to utilize in the NFL, um, you know, but I'm a linebacker and I'm, you know, a linebacker at heart. I always was a linebacker. So I feel, you know, this is one of my greatest projects ever is to, you know, be a linebacker and play defensive end and then go down in the school history at a position that I'm not even, that's not even what I play, you know, but I think it shows my football IQ and and my passion and love for the game and what I do for my school and my guys, you know, um, you know, I played my whole junior year with my, with my shoulder torn. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things like that for me that, you know, to get, you know, to be able to get inducted to the Hall of Fame, those are the things that I think back on and you're like, you know, okay, it was, it was all worth the sacrifice. You know, I think, you know, I play linebacker, you know, you're looking at a whole different thing. I think my name is up in the stadium. I'd be all American. Hmm. You know, I mean, look, I mean, look at what I did at defensive end. And that's not, you know, like I'm a linebacker. Like you put me in the middle and (laughs) there ain't no, there ain't nobody running. There is no air force win. (laughs) There ain't, there's nobody running against me, period. They didn't run against me up in the NFL. That's Jerome Bettis. Eddie George, you know, even college, like, okay, I can shut down half the line. Like there's no Mike Pittman. There's nobody running against us. Right. So those are things like that, that me, that have helped me in life when I go on to coach, you know, there's a part of winning. And then there's a part of young men that have to go on for careers. I think coaches have to realize that, you know, there's, there's things I felt that Colorado state could have did for me at the end. You know, you could have spoke on the fact that, Hey, we moved him to defensive end. They could have spoke on that I'm a linebacker for me at the next level, rather than me. That's a part of why I didn't get drafted. It's like I'm I'm just looked at as a defensive end, and you know, and the scouts came and told me they're like, because of what you did, we're able to go get Joey Porter, we're able to go get Clark Hagens, and we know that they can transition. You know, and like they straight up told me that, 
versus me. I'm, you know, I'm coming behind Sean and Brady who are DNs, you know, and you're trying to, and you're building a team like 96. That was a big problem we had. You're trying to act like everybody's replacing everybody versus play with who we have here and stop trying to play like we played in 95. You know, this is 96. So, so I'm, I'm, do I sense a little contentiousness a little bit with your, your old coaching staff or? I mean, not, not really staff, Larry Kerr. I can be, I can be very, very, very specific with it. You know, um, me and him would have some battles and it was, it was, it was more on, you know, like I'm a linebacker and you move me to DN and I'm not Sean Moran and I'm not Brady. So when these teams are sitting here double teaming me, don't just tell me, hey, the other side's free. Well, you keep getting hit <laughs> by these 300-pounders every play. <laughs> and you, you know what I mean? I'm like, move me to the other side. Don't, like, just look what they're doing with Bosa and these other guys. So I felt and I and, and I and I feel that, you know, it, I really take pride in what I was able to do in spite of. I wasn't moved around. I, I sat on the right side. But my freshman and junior year, I got to go in from the left side for Sean. I got to go on the right side for Brady. I got to move around my junior year. They left. They didn't expect they were like, oh, Sean and Brady are gone. I got to surprise them as a junior, nine and a half sacks. My senior year, they're like, Ross is going to be right here. And they left me right there to get double teamed all, all day, to get hit all the time, to let teams game plan us. You know, so that's what I'm talking about with some of those losses or whatever. You know, it's like there wasn't any coaching going on to where you can combat that. That's tough. You, I mean, you got to put your players where they can make plays. Yeah. Don't just, don't sit there and let a team game plan us and then go, Oh, you know, like, I mean, like how, like, like how do we lose the Tulsa? Like what? Like we lost to Tulsa. Like we lost to a regular Oregon team, you know, and those, 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 those were, you know, like, that's just what it was. But, you know, yeah, it's, that know, 96 team, man, that 96 team was, had talent. And, had and it's funny, that. right? And it, it's funny. I just spoke on it. You know, if you would have looked at it that year, if you would have seen how I was talked to that year, it was like I couldn't get any accolades from my own team, but I ended up being first team all conference. But it was because, you know, we had won the championships the year before. So they kind of looked at it like, oh, Greg, Ray, Sean, and Brady are gone. We're rebuilding. Well, so are the other teams in the conference. Like, it's not – they're not going to be the same team that they were. Let's deal with this team and who we are. And when you look at it, we were 7-5. and five. And the team before was 8-4. and four. Yeah. And we lose – we barely lose to Wyoming that last game in 96 with a sorry scheme. Like, Marcus Harris catches 15 passes a game. Why are we sitting in – sitting in the game with when they're going empty every play why do we have three linebackers out here on, on the field yep <laughs> they're not going to be able to block our front we've got adrian ross and clark Hagens and uh, devon hawkins up front why are we letting them hike and throw the ball and then tackling them so those, those are you know we win that game we're eight and four yeah it was deep but it was deemed as though we were this four and something team and the and the other team the year before was just so much better than us it, it's well you know what's nuts is i remember having this exact conversation with moses at thanksgiving that year 
we had a, a Friendsgiving before that was a thing. And I, gosh, he's like word for word. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. You know, the game I remember from that year the most that I will, I really, it was, it was a great, it was a fun day. Just the, the loss sucked. But uh, when we hosted CU at Hughes, and it's the last time they've played at Hughes since then, but they're coming here next year to, to Canvas, which will be great. But that was a back and forth, like just big explosive play after big explosive play. And, and I do, rem- I, I remember it was, should have been like a, you know, they, they, they took a late lead and was going to, they were going to win by a touchdown. And then I think new Heisel called like a double reverse with 40 seconds left to put another touchdown up and they won by 14. But do you remember that game and how crazy that was at, at Hughes? I mean, that was oh, a yeah. huge crowd. People were yeah. there. Parking lots. Night game? They have, it was like night at night or something. It was it? night. Yeah. yeah. It was a night game, but we were. Yeah, Cause I remember Calvin Branch. Calvin Branch running that kickoff right Ran back. Kickoff return Ooh, for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had my boys, you know, Sacramento boys, James Kidd from Elk Grove High School was out there. Ray Carruth was out there. So, you know, um, I was hitting. And the year before, yeah, when we went up to see you to play them, you know, that was one of my first times. And they were, it was a better team. They were really good then. They were good. And it was different having playing whack opponents. You know, I played BYU, the big old line, older guys, but they weren't physical like that. And so I remember going to see you and being like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, this tight end kind of, he's kind of throwing me around a little bit, you know? So ever since then, I just about like, it made me work in the off season, you know? And all the way to like that 97 team, when we went up there with the new uniforms, you see the first play, like I throw a tight end down the ground, like, nah, I'm not that same guy. I'm <laughs> not that same. I'm not that same player. I'm not a sophomore anymore. <laughs> you know, even even then, I remember um, Matt Matt Russell, because uh, I know he was coaching for the Broncos. And I remember after the game, I mean, I was going after him on punt team, you know, almost those teams. And all of a sudden, I looked up and he was off the he was off the punt team. And I talked to him after the game. He was like, he's like, man, you were kicking my ass. I didn't want to keep running running down that field and <laughs> staying out there on defense. <laughs> you know, but they had some they had a squad in '94 and '95. Yeah. So you had some they had they had some boys. Well, the the other game from '96, and this is one of my favorites. And it's very apropos because this week we play Air Force, but the remember the Air Force game, we we're down 41-14 and we storm back. Uh Moses hits Jeremy Calhoun on just a ridiculous fourth and ten. Um, and I don't know how he caught it because when you look in the replay, the ball looked like it was going to be overthrown, and all of a sudden Jeremy Calhoun puts it into overdrive and just comes under and makes the catch. And uh we win 42-41. And I was I stayed in the stadium, saw the whole comeback. And that was the best comeback I've ever seen. But the way that that game ended, I think Bo Morgan threw a pick. And so everyone's kind of blocking, uh, you know, to, on the return. And you were there right there with Bo Morgan <laughs> holding it kind of like you had him at arm's length. And he was trying to, like, swat you. And he tries to pull you. And you both kind of go down. But that, that was an iconic moment. Just, I know Mike is really does not like Air Force. And, uh, you know, obviously is a, they're a big rival. And so I will always remember that that play where you and Morgan got it got into or no, it was, it was yeah, Bo Morgan, not, yeah. not oh. my brother Blaine, right? It was Bo. Um, but I, I will always remember that play and how it kind of the, the apex of that game, you've kind of holding Bo Morgan on the ground, right? Yeah, that 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 was a crazy game, just in in the sense I'll never forget that when they were up, 
I remember smiling and just laughing on the field because I was like, for some reason, I was just like, y'all aren't going to win. Like, I was just like, I mean, Bo was breaking. Like, he was, they switched up and they were running this quarterback. He was just following them kind of up the middle. Like, they kind of stopped running the regular option and he was just dipping and darting up the middle. So I was kind of just out there like, okay, I'm not really getting to do anything this game because if they're not going to run the option down here and he's, you know, but I'd see him tuck and boom, he'd run and it would be these long runs. He's breaking for touchdowns. And it just felt like they were scoring so quickly that there was no time coming off the clock. So I wasn't, it was weird. I wasn't tired. And and as soon as we got that turnover on the kickoff and whatnot, I was like, that's y'all's ass. Like it's, it's over. Like <laughs> we got that turnover we needed real quick on that time. And then I knew as soon as as soon as we got that lead, I was like, now you're gonna see y'all, y'all, y'all can't pass block. All that cut stuff is over. You're gonna have to block me off the edge. And I and I got to him and hit him, and Eric Olson picked it off. <laughs> and so then I was like, hey, I gotta block, right? I gotta block him. <laughs> and started blocking. Didn't know the whistle was blown, and then he pulls me down the <laughs> he pulls me down the ground, and the ref calls a penalty on me. Called the penalty on you, I remember. Yeah. And then the next year, and then the next year, he said, "Hey, I apologize for that. That wasn't a penalty on you." It's funny. The ref, the ref said that. Yeah. Told <laughs> <Tell> me that. <laughs> That's the first time an official's ever admitted being wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> and last time. <laughs> Hey, what, what were a couple of the other, uh, your, your big memories, obviously you had a couple big holiday bowls. Um, the Michigan holiday bowl was awesome. Uh, obviously it was a loss, but just the, I couldn't, the, the size of our crowd there was great. Um, the, uh, 97 holiday bowl beaten. I know you already talked a little bit about beating Mizzou and, uh, but also the 94 game at Arizona, uh, was a, was a bit, obviously a huge one, probably the biggest game in, in CSU history. Willie Taylor calling you right now. <laughs> What's up, Willie? That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what, what were a couple of those those highlights for you? Utah, Utah, the Utah game, the the Utah loss, game the at home. Utah. ABC, Brent Musburger. I didn't oh. want to say that one because that was a heartbreaker, but that was awesome. That was it. I mean that that was that was what you come to college for. I mean, I always dreamed about playing in a game and hearing Brent Musburger say my name and just being in that game, and then when it when it came to fruition, you know, it was like, what? Like, ABC's coming to town? I think they moved the time and I don't know if they brought lights or whatever in. It was yep. something different for that game. And, uh, you know, I wasn't I wasn't in the lineup yet. And I'm like, how am I going to get this guy to say my name? Like, come on, I got to, like, what, like, what can I do out here? I need to play. And we had a pump block thing. And I was like, coach, can I, like, can we call the block? Call the block? And then I'm like, I think I can get it. And I remember going, like, we had two blocks, I think. Someone else blocked it. I remember I blocked one. And someone else got got another one. So I finally, I, I was able to have them say my name. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that was a tough loss. They were, that was another team that, that had a squad and Luther mm -hmm. Ellis on defense and all that. Do you remember the guy who picked us off, picked off Anthony Hill and, and ran it back for a 100-yard touchdown return? You remember that guy's name? I'll never forget it. Harold Lusk. Harold Henry. Lusk. Harold mm -hmm. Lusk. And he he I mean, he kind of he kind of did that little waltz into the end zone and and their band was in the corner right there. And they started playing the uh the death the death march or the uh the Star Wars 
uh, Darth Vader theme. And, and I, I will never forget it, man. It was, uh, that was the dagger, but, uh, yes, you're right. That was a special day. I think it was the biggest crowd in CSU history it was like 39,000, um, packed into there they brought in temporary bleachers and i actually think it was a day game it was a, that one was not one that they had, had brought it, lights in it front. ended at night they had okay. lights okay. i remember like all right dust yeah i think it was a day game but i don't know why they were bringing in the lights I maybe guess. maybe because like, it ended in the yeah maybe it ended at dusk mike's right but uh that was that was special so yeah that was a good one man there was a lot of great a lot of great memories from your era for sure yeah that i mean Every year going down to San Diego, I mean, every every time we had the San Diego State, those games, the field goal game that, like, they kicked and was like, what? Like, he missed it? Yep. <laughs> you know? Homecoming. Yeah. How about, that, uh, how about Ray Jacks blocking the punt at Fresno? Yes. Yeah, because, yeah, we we thought someone had lost, and we're like, oh, we win. We beat Fresno. We're going to win win the conference now. And they hopped out on us. Ray went back there and blocked that. Yeah. What beating that Wyoming, was, carrying out the that was the crowd rushed the field, tore down the goalposts on that one. Cause that that day, earlier that day, Utah lost. That gave us the chance to to be back in the hunt for the whack title. And we came back from down what 24 to 7 to win that game. And uh that was a uh we had a fake punt fake punt that kept us in the game and so yeah that that game that's see all those things that we're just talking about 94 special year you want to change your vote you want to change your vote 94 might have nah, been because you because utah wouldn't have did that to us on the 9017 <laughs> oh man see the i don't know see the difference like hey that 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 uh that uh, utah team wouldn't have wouldn't have did that to us <laughs> great answer fair great enough answer. fair enough um what are you doing now bud what's what are you doing in life i'm retired i'm retired do so you you talked you, you mentioned coaching are you you want to get it you gonna do anything with that no i'm just i'm just being dad i'm just being dad to my daughter out here and that's 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 it right now so your daughter um her name is what's her name Aram. Aram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, Mike, Mike Brohard wrote a nice piece on you a couple months ago, kind of leading into your induction, talked about you kind of spending more time with her and, and also talked about your dad passing away. Um, last year was the last year he was sick for a little while and you got to spend time with him. So um sounded like it was a, a kind of a, a period of reflection and family for you these last couple of years. What was your dad? Uh, you know, what was, what was his influence on your life? I know he played in the NFL for a little bit and what was his influence on you? Oh yeah. You know, like that was, that was, that was my hero right there. You know, he's a big, he's a big part of me coming to Colorado state, you know, um, played football for the Broncos for the 49ers. And, um, um, you know, went to San Jose state. Um, so in terms of football, when I was coming out, he, you know, when I was going to go, go, go to those other schools, he said, well, you know, I, I think you're a D one talent. You know, when I told you guys about the UC Davis, I was going to go to UC Davis or St. Mary's. They were like D twos. And uh, he said, I think you should go to Colorado state, you know, like they have the vet school and I think it's the level of football 
that you can play. And even when I was here, you know, going going through the walk-on, um, people don't know, you know, it's a different time now. Colorado, our lockers weren't what, what they were now. Um, back then there was a walk-on locker room, you know, so I was going out to practice every day and I wasn't in the locker room with all the other guys. So that, 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 that team concept thing wasn't computing to me. I'm like, wait, wait, like, wait a minute. So it's, we're a team and we got to run and do all this stuff together. But when we go in, you guys go down to the dungeon, you know, and then we all turn right here and we're all in this locker room. So I had to live that, but it, you know, like that was a part of fueling me, but you know, like my dad, I'm, I'm on the phone with him and hey, I'm out of here, you know, like go ahead and like, I'm going to transfer, um, you know, I had, I had my boys down the street to see you. I was going to get out of there, you know, and uh, my dad, my dad's the one that was, hey, you know, here's what coaches do and here's how coaches operate. You're not going anywhere and stay there and keep working. So it was it was it was very beneficial to have him. It was very beneficial for him to have played for the Broncos to let me know, hey, man, uh, you better go ahead and going up there with that altitude a little early. You know, he's like, uh, yeah, you think you go, you got training camp in two weeks, but you have to get used to that altitude. It's little things like that that were so huge, you know, because you're like, what? And then I get here and then you're trying to like, like you think you're in shape from California and then you get here and you're dying. You're like, wait a second, like what? <laughs> I'm not going to be able to pass this test. And you kind of <laughs> get acclimated after a few days when you're in shape. But just just the knowledge my dad had, you know, just just for our family, um, you know, a lot of stuff for me football wise. I think that's why I had the knowledge that I had after, you know, I was able to get into the East West Shrine All-Star game because of him. You know, so he's definitely um, like he was the main guy for me on what on what and how and why I played football and how I know and the way I played it is definitely because of him. So it was it was it was a great it was a great pleasure for me to. Uh, come out to Texas and and spend the last few years with him and um, allow us as a family um, for him to spend it as a grandfather and for them to see for him to see me as a father before he left here you know was was that was everything yeah and how old's your daughter seven she's, she's seven. seven wow yeah. my she... seven year old was just peeking in the side of the <laughs> yeah. <side> of... <laughs> Does she know? Uh, does she know what a player you were. Uh, she's kind of a little bit, you know. Like she hears a little bit. Like she's still at that realm where dad likes football, you know. And it was funny. She saw one of my. I think she saw my big hit on Ronnie Thomas against the Titans, and so she copies the walk, you know. Like she copies what the announcer says, and I'm like, what? Like she heard that and picked that up. <laughs> so yeah. So she doesn't. She doesn't fully know know all, all of it yet. <laughs> all right, so I, I got one more question. So we went to school at the same time. Um, actually hung out a few times. I was buddies with Moses and with, with Tony. Where were your go-to bars in, in college back in the day? Pangs. I mean, Tangs, it would be, that's it would right, be, baby. Tangs and uh, Fort, Fort Ram. Fort Ram, holy cow, those are the two hot spots. Wednesday, man, and I'm talking about Fort Ram when we won those when we won that '94 Holiday Bowl. I mean, when we won when we won the uh, WAC championship '94, I should say. 
it was like Fort Collins was just a different, it was that, that was like, that was a great time. <laughs> yeah. Great time in campus. I mean, I tried to use my, my whack championship discount at every restaurant <laughs> I was at. I just, I just, I just made up a discount. I was like, y'all, y'all don't have the holiday. Like y'all don't have the uh, whack championship discount. <laughs> you're like, what's that? I'm like, oh, we get 50% off. You like, didn't need you? one at Fort Ram or, or <laughs> Tanks because it was like any coin, any drink every night, wasn't it? I mean, it was right, just right. to get you in there. <laughs> well, Skipper's, Skipper's bouncing, so. <laughs> <laughs> Skipper, man. That's the name for the past right there. Yes. <laughs> Skipper. And then uh, that, that old man, I saw, it's funny watching the old games and looking at the commercials. I saw that Blackjack Pizza commercial. Man, I was like, Blackjack Pizza. <laughs> nice. Is that still out there or it what? Sure it is, is, man. Still it the is. same is location. It? Yeah. Wow. Blackjack is still holding on. That's what's up. You might have to get some this weekend. <laughs> Ooh, I know, huh? Throwback. Give me that box. <laughs> Well, man, this has been great. Appreciate all your time and, and catching up with you and talking about the good old days. And man, you're a good dude. And I'm so glad they're honoring you. So deserving. And uh, did you keep tabs at all on the program today and, and Jay Norvell and staff? Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, I, I've definitely, um, you know, obviously, especially the uh, CU game, you know, I did a, you know, I did a video to them and I was really, uh, I was really pleased at the passion that I saw them come out with, you know, that was, that was what I asked for and what I wanted to see from them. And I was, I was, you know, like I, I can definitely ride, I can definitely ride out with them, you know, with what they showed and what they put out and they were physical and hitting, 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 hitting fools in the mouth. That's, that's what it's all about. I think this week, you know, same thing, a little different. It's going to be all about discipline. You know, it's all about discipline. I think the, um, the military schools, you know, they're all about discipline and just the, it's just a repetitiveness of we're going to come and do the same thing over and over and over. And one of you guys are going to mess up because you don't want to do it over and over. And we're better than you at doing it over and over and over the same thing. And, you know, when I played, I'd be like, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's what it, that's what this game is going to be about. They need another video from you this week. Well, I'm gonna be there, so <laughs> you speak to him during the Ram walk. Yeah, right, absolutely. right. Good man. Well, you enjoy that. Enjoy the weekend and enjoy uh, all eyes on you. We'll be cheering from the stands. If you're around, if you're near the OCR or something, let's have a let's have a beverage. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up. Thanks all so right. much for all your time, man. Great to catch up with you. I appreciate it. Same here. See you. Adrian. Appreciate y'all. Go Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams.